much that everybody stays calm at the current moment, for there is a zombie apocalypse currently happening on the West Coast. Do stay inside. Do not go out under any circumstances. If any zombies happen to get into your house, shoot them in the head or remove the head from... been a while and I know I've missed you and I'm sure you've missed me as well. Well, today we have a very interesting and I think timely topic, especially if you fly United. And I swear we had this planned well ahead of this whole ballyhoo. So today we're really talking about dressing for success or potentially not dressing for success as the case may be. Uh, I know we've entered that age of the hoodie at work. I mean, if Zuckerberg can do it, why, why can't I, right? Well, maybe not. And to help me unpack this suitcase of issues is Tess Osman. Tess is passionate about leadership development and creating a talent revolution in the workplace, a revolution where leaders think about people first instead of results. And she's focusing her talents on employees who are new to the workforce and also new managers, groups that not only crave development and growth, but really need it. So especially if you want to have a better organization in the future, right? So Tess started as a high school history teacher and a coach before moving to HR. And I frankly was going to be a teacher until I saw my teacher W2. But uh, Tess is the founder of CLT Leads. It's a hub in Charlotte, North Carolina for for professionals where they can grow, network, and hone their skills to take them to the next level. So you can check out her website at www.cltleads.com and follow them at Twitter at CLT Leads. That's L-E-A-D-S. So at CLT Leads. So enough of me blathering on. Welcome, Tess. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Hey, Paul. I'm so excited to be here. You make this conversation sound so professional because I just like to call it sweatpants damage your credibility. <laughs> well, I know sweatpants damage mine for sure. <laughs> uh, I, I I do work from home on a regular basis, so I have that. I don't have sweatpants as much as I have loungewear, right? Isn't that the new the the term for the the pants that that you can usually even get away with taking going to the post office? That's um, right. <laughs> but so so you you brought this up uh, saying that okay. Here's this whole discussion around dress and dress for success. And, you know, that's kind of gone by the the wayside a little bit, especially when we look at places like Google and Facebook. I mean, everybody there is wearing pretty much what what they want to wear. And you, though, had a little bit different tack when we were kind of chatting it up ahead of time and getting ready to put this uh, little shindig together. What, what, why don't you kind of lay out your point of view as you explained it to me on this whole dress for success thing? Yeah, so I see so many companies going to a no dress code policy, which um, a lot of people take to mean it's a free pass to wear whatever you want to work. And, you know, I really strongly feel that you've got to get up and show up when you come to work. And especially for new grads, what I'm seeing is the if Zuckerberg can wear a hoodie, why can't I wear a hoodie? And there's not a lot of conversation around First impressions matter, and the way that you show up could damage what other people think of you, especially when you're a new employee. And do you, so I think when we were first starting to talk about that, there is kind of a double standard, right, when it comes to a new employee versus somebody who's been around. Absolutely. You know, the other piece of this is that you see leaders in the organization, especially 
um, uh, VPs and execs who might actually just be showing up the way they want. So they're wearing jeans and sneakers and you think, well, if they can do it, I can do it too. But the, you know, the truth of the matter is they've really earned that. And you and I talked about that a little bit, you know, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg has earned that hoodie. Yeah. Not only that, he earns more than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. You know, it's, and it is the old story, right? Whoever has the gold makes the rules, right? The golden rule. And uh, when you are a billionaire, you could, I mean, he could potentially even come to work naked if he wanted to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there is uh, this, I, I think people forget that people like Zuckerberg and these outliers that we talk about have earned that right, both from building the businesses they have and the fact that they have what you know, money enough to say, I don't care what you think. And if you don't like it, you can leave. So uh, we forget that, that they have that sometimes. And we just think we're just like Zuckerberg. Um, I know he thinks he's just like me, but uh, so, but, but, you know, that's an interesting comment because I know Netflix, you know, they've got one of these company culture books and they always, you know, that everybody raves about their culture book. And one of the things they talk about in there is their dress code. And one of the things that on Netflix for their dress code is we don't have one. And we have yet to have somebody show up naked. Hmm. So interestingly, they have decided that they're not going to have a conversation about that. But I think you're coming at this from a little different perspective. It's not that you don't have the right to wear what you want in those environments where they've told you basically you can wear anything you want. It's not an issue of you don't have the right. I think you're kind of saying that it doesn't do you any good to necessarily dress at the lowest level you could, right? You're exactly right. Yeah, you nailed it, Paul. And, you know, something else that really plays into this is just having the discernment to know really what to wear when. So I know you and I have talked about showing up at a brainstorming meeting in a suit and tie probably isn't going to win you any friends. Well, not if you're brainstorming about like some really weird stuff. Maybe if you're at a banking seminar, oh, uh, that's but, true. <laughs> but you're right on there. But and, and and showing up conversely, showing up at an audit in sweatpants probably is not the best way to go. I mean, that was always the thing. You know, you wouldn't show up at your interview that dressed that way. So why would that make, you know? Um, exactly. Yeah. You know, what it really boils down to, I think where we're going with this is, um, it's it's having the emotional intelligence to look around and do a pulse check of, of what other folks are wearing and then making a conscious decision to show up in a way that's going to make a great first impression. Now, and, and I happen to believe in that. My dad always told me if the boss likes green ties, you wear green ties. You know, he would, he, you know, he, you know, that that's old school. That's, that's going back. You know, he grew up in the depression area, so he's going way back, but um, you know, his whole point was if the boss likes something, you just you kind of go along because, you know, conformity was key back then. And now we kind of reward the opposite of that to a certain degree. But I think like we've been talking about, there's a difference between um, dressing for um, the job in a way that that projects confidence in you versus not. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about here. But you talk about having the ability to discern what's right and wrong. And that is kind of a uh, an, an, an intelligence um, um, maturity level, right, that people are going to judge you by. And this kind of brings up, and I know that, um, you know, just recently we've had an, an issue where people showed up at United to take a plane flight and they were wearing, you know, what I would say 80% of the people who travel today wear. They were wearing leggings. 
probably some sweatshirts. I think one of the persons was a male. He had shorts on, and they refused them a flight to get on the plane uh, because they were traveling on company vouchers, basically. They were, they were employee free tickets. And there's rules associated with that, that, that if you're going to fly on our money, we've got rules around that. And I think it kind of went, it kind of ballooned. And I think the, the question I wanted to ask you, looking at this from a you know dressing standpoint, is twofold. One, um, what do you think about that? Having a company like United actually put rules in place. I mean, do you think that's right, good, wrong? And did you? And we did talk a little bit about this. Is that do you see a discriminatory element here? Because from what I was reading, there was a lot of women thinking hey, that's just common dress now. It's not really, why shouldn't they? And they don't have the same rules for men, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just kind of curious for your input on that. I know that that's just been around the last week or so. Yeah, you know, I see both sides to the uh, requirements that United has. And I've worked in both atmospheres. The really uh, uber professional atmosphere where you need to be dressed, um, maybe not in a full suit, but close enough to a full suit every day. And then I've worked in offices that don't have a dress code at all. And I, you know, I see both sides because it feels a little stuffy to always be dressed up. But I also think about perception and how you have a window to establish credibility. And sometimes that credibility can come from what you say, but sometimes that credibility comes from um, what you look like. I hate, I hate to say that, but um, but it does. And so United wants to create this perception and their view of how they create that perception is by having a dress code. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I spun it a little different when I was out there arguing on, on the Internet because that's always so productive. As we found <laughs> yes, during, right. Spend your time arguing on the Internet. <laughs> but my hope, my kind of one of my points was that and, and it gets back to that the United is in a business and this goes to dress as well, I think, overall for companies based on culture. But they're in a business of making sure that hundreds of people in a metal tube take off, travel at 500 miles an hour at 30,000 feet and land without anybody dying. And there's right. a lot of things that go into that, things like maintenance of the engines, making sure they change the oil on time or whatever it is they do on jet engines. And I think there's a certain amount of precision and competency that that we expect for people in, in a, an air carrier. And I was saying that if I sat next to somebody who was an employee of the of the company and they had dirty fingernails and their clothes were ripped and then they tell me they're a mechanic, I'm going to be, you know, should they be a little more precise in their dress? Should they be a little clean, cleaner? Is that a representation of their attention to detail when it comes to working on the engine? So, I, I mean, I think there's a that's a cultural thing for them that, you know, that's why pilots wear uniforms. Why? Right. They don't wear uniforms because it's cooler. Uh, it's because they don't want them wearing shorts and, and leggings. Right. Exactly. So, and it goes right back to, um, you have a small window to establish credibility. And when you see a pilot in a suit, you think he's got it together. Well, and, and yeah, exactly. Cause they want to exude that, 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 idea of authority and precision and competency. Um, so, you know, think about, I always, that's the way I was looking at it when I heard the United thing. But so now from a, when you talk to new, especially people new out of college, and I'm, I'm in that spot right now. My son just graduated. Well, just, uh, let's see, December. So it's been a couple months now, but he's starting a new job 
And we had the whole conversation about what to wear to work, right? And, and his whole thing was he was going to wait and see. Uh, but what do you what do you counsel? How do you approach that with people? Because that can be kind of a, a tough conversation, right? You know, it's a really tough conversation. And whenever I am in a coaching session with uh, someone who's new to the workforce, and, and this is something that um, I feel like we need to talk about, I definitely make it a point to not be accusatory or not to point anything out, but rather have an open discussion about, well, tell me what, um, what others are, how others are showing up to meetings. What do you notice about the people who are really successful in your department? Who do you, um, admire or want to emulate the most on your team. And a lot of times I can dig down and pull out what, um, either the word professionalism or she really looks put together. Oh, well, what makes her look put together? And, um, sometimes create a little bit of self actualization. That's a good question. Cause you do have to kind of nail that. Cause I mean, and truthfully from, uh, I've never, you know, it was pretty easy for guys. I, I, I'll be honest. It's just easy. You go in, you look at the mannequin in the men's department and say, give me that. And we're pretty covered, right? As right. And fits. then you wear the same suit four days in a row and all you do is change your shirt and tie and nobody notices. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's I, I love it. I used to love it. I, I was kidding with my kid because I used to, our, our boss was a, um, a dresser. I mean, he wore the pocket square before it was, you know, he was just to the T's always had cufflinks, you know, and tie bars and the collar bars, all that kind of stuff. So of course, all of us young bucks in the department, were trying to dress like the boss. So we we're all running around, you know, dressed up like we were going to be on, I don't know, dancing with the stars or something. Uh, Whoa, so- you were wearing tights? Yeah, <laughs> like a, no, not me personally. I, yeah, like I said, I'm not a sweatpants kind of guy or a, a leggings kind of guy. So now, I mean, we, this is kind of an easy topic, right? Because once you kind of get it, you get it uh, and you go forward. So I thought maybe I'd, I'd give you some, we'd spend a few minutes talking about what you're doing in general in your business and let this kind of run out as almost a commercial uh, for you and help you out there. Because I know you're just starting this out, aren't you? This whole CLT leads thing. Yeah, so I like to call it my side hustle. And um, what I really want to do is help recent grads who didn't get these soft skills in college learn and understand how the corporate world is different. And the way you show up in college versus the way you show up in the corporate corporate world um, is, is really difficult to learn. You know, there are unwritten rules. There are hidden messages. There are politics to navigate. And there were not politics to navigate in college. And so um, what I find to be the most um, uh, successful in what I do is when I have one-on-one sessions with millennials. So talking about their aspirations, thinking about, you know, where they want to go with their career, and then helping them identify gaps and creating action plans to um, close those gaps. Very cool. Very cool. So now, and now you've got this set up in Charlotte. Uh, and it, is there a, is it a physical network? Is it, is it got a local, uh, I mean, do you meet somewhere? Or is it all online? It's all virtual. Yep. All virtual. So okay. um, I actually just launched a Facebook page. 
So you can find me at um, CLT Leeds, or I like to call it Charlotte Leeds because CLT is our abbreviation here in the Queen City. Right. And um, I'm starting to really create that virtual network of um, professionals who can help and learn from each other because it's not all um, only about growing your skill set and honing new skills, but it's also about networking with others. And I, I don't think we do a good job of helping young professionals um, learn how to network and have opportunities to network. And that can be a really awkward thing. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. And we've, I think we, we had a, a, a podcast a while back about networking as a skill. And, and I, I think I talked at the time then is that, you know, my son, I said the same thing to him is that as he's growing into, you know, the corporate world or, you know, I, I, he's not even in the corporate world. He's a, a chemist. So he's out in a lab doing, he's never going to have to wear a tie. But, um, he uh, he had a real hard time with the whole networking thing. He thought it was a, it was an imposition on people to connect to them. Exactly. Yeah. And um, this is a this is definitely not the topic that uh, yeah. we are aiming to do on the on the podcast. But especially if you're an introvert, it can it can just be really difficult. And right. so that's something I uh, like to focus on. And my goal is to create this big community of practice, really. You know, I come from the education world, and that's a huge buzzword, communities of practice, where um, we can lean on each other and we can help each other because I just don't see anything like that now that exists for young professionals. Well, I'm glad you're helping them out, that's for sure. And uh, I'm going to guess that you probably get discounts at some of the clothing stores around there so that you, when you push the, the new people there. <laughs> I wish because I would use all those discounts for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't, how do you want to wrap? I, I try to keep these under 20 minutes because that's about the average re, uh, time for people to drive to work. And I don't like them sitting in their, their parking lot waiting for the podcast to get over. It makes them look weird. So how do you want to wrap this up? Um, I'm, I, uh, I love the idea of dressing for success today. I think people want to do that more. I think maybe the age of the hoodie is over. Uh, but um, how do you and and I'd love to have people connect with you at CLT Leads, Charlotte Leads, CLT Leads uh, at CLT Leads on Twitter and CLTLeads.com online. And um, how do you want to sign off here? Uh, you know, two things that I try to always keep in mind for myself and that I share with others. Um, you got to get up and show up when it comes to work. And even if you're not feeling great that day. Don't dress like you're not feeling great. And then the other thing is what we talked about um, earlier, um, you have a small window to establish credibility. And we establish credibility in multiple ways. You know, it's our charisma. It's um, the words that we say. It's how we say things. But it also is the way that we look. So remember those two things and it'll take you far. Well, thanks. I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we, you know, this is not a topic that gets a lot of discussion. The whole dress for success, because I think we feel like we don't need to anymore. And I'm, I'm glad somebody like you are, is out there talking about this because I personally do think uh, we can get uh, we can damage our reputation and potential future by not taking this kind of stuff seriously. So thanks Absolutely. a lot for bringing it up. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for giving me the chance to come on. It's uh, yeah, a fun time. Absolutely. Well, hopefully we'll be talking again soon. And thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. Um, again, if you want to be on the, the podcast, just come out to my website at wpebert.com. There's a thing in the sidebar you can sign up. But only smart people. Only smart people. Again, thanks a lot. That's pretty, really appreciate it. Thanks, Paul.